0: Welcome to The Scott Stevens Show, and I'm with DJ Panaman, um, and we are successfully calling this one Mellow Mushroom. Please uh, turn notifications on on Spotify or to any of your uh, podcast platforms that you listen to your comedy podcasts on. That way you'll get instant updates on all of our media and everything that gets released uh, directly from the source. Go and listen to this podcast as we are trying to create something from the ground up. And with further ado, I'm going to introduce the better man and the man of the hour, because every time I get a message or a new email from him, knowing that uh, we're about to do the recap, I grow a a smile from ear to ear. So with further ado, DJ Panaman.
1: (laughs) It sounds like you are running for president, but it is good to do a show with you every time. Episode three, it's called Mellow Mushroom. You heard it first. That's right, Mellow Mushroom. It comes from a a very popular restaurant around here, but it's also kind of how our personalities are. Not kind of, it is. There's a few things that we do. Not only are we, you know, very comedic, but we also know our shit. And Jack of All Trades is something I like to expire, you know, the Renaissance man. Uh, that's why it's the niche show with no niche because, you know, once the brain is open, you know, like when you take shrooms, then you can really learn to explore yourself. And, uh, Scott, I know he, he, you know, you can hear it. He stresses himself out over this thing, but we, we really do it for fun. The best part about a podcast is that it grows
0: organically. Yeah, I mean, I get that, and uh, it's more of uh, breaking the fourth wall and making people understand. It's uh, it's uh, it's a it's a passion project. Um, one of my favorite things about this episode will definitely be when we get to uh, the news, and uh, I'll just leave it at that for you. Um, but an ongoing theme uh, with this show, even though it's the niche show with no niche, and I'll explain it to you. It means that the show could be different anytime. The show could be something that is either um, let's say the standard podcast, or it could be just something very different, like something that we have never released before. It could just be, hey, you know, I'm gonna speak in a different language or I'm gonna speak in a different accent, or, you know, maybe I'll have a show where Panaman decides to just speak in Spanish for the first 30 minutes and I just try to figure out what the hell he's talking about. And, uh, you know, it's just a creative ability and the creative juncture to throw out that everything is possible um within the Scott Stephen realm. And moving forward with a lot of new things coming in 2023 to look forward to. Uh, on our Patreon, we're going to be doing uh, some music that me and Panaman uh, created. Um, some that we start with would probably be more on the lean of uh, Panaman's uh, music that he's made. Uh, but I do look forward to uh collaborating with him and moving into a direction where we can really explore both of our secret abilities and talents. Uh, to make everyone feel like they're on an inside scoop for something that's going to be big. So with Panaman and and DJ Panaman and Scott Steven, we have great things coming in the 2023 realm. Is there anything that you want to recap or say that you like uh, most about this show coming up?
1: We talk about, uh, I mean, we don't want to bear our souls on one episode. It has to, you know, eventually you start to get to know us over time. You know, we talk about where we come from. We come from the sales game. You know, we love to sell, you know, sell the sizzle, not the steak. Also, podcast influences, uh, where we come from, you know, Florida, Maine. We always go back and forth between that because it really is too Uh, states on opposite sides of the east coast two different cultures smash them together you get the scott Stevens show and and then some you know it's a it it gives it like scott said the creative freedom to continue and one of my favorite things about the sales game is you know you, you heard that phrase you know sell this pen you know if you're in a sales interview. So I love to throw useless ads out there to see if people, you know, will bite on it. It's like, yeah. Do I really am I really interested in a mitten that just has the middle finger? Also, uh, just uh in general questions, um, we go into a discussion about tall versus short people and who's funnier. And then I bring up the Napoleon syndrome. I, I think all that stuff is just on the fly. That that's my favorite part. I think it makes us better and better each day. Thank you all for supporting us. It is uh, very exciting. Uh, Mellow Mushroom, it can't get any more mellower than this. And I hope you take a shroom or two when you, t- when you listen to this because I think they go hand in hand.
0: Yeah, the Mellow Mushroom episode is finally done. This is my favorite part of the episode where I get to introduce it to. And I hope you enjoy. And once again, thank you listening to The Scott Steven Show with DJ Panaman. Enjoy. Enjoy. Here we go. Hang on to your seat.
1: It's DJ Panaman and and your boy boy, Scott Steven. And we we bring the noise noise to your whole whole family. Uh Watch out for the realest in this crazy industry. Let's go. Let's go.
0: is very important to me. You know, if you have an idea, you're working on a project, working as a team, working at work, or even in like a group, you got to have open communication. Because if you don't have open communication, then you don't have that value of, do they hear what I'm saying? Am I inputting into this situation that might be valid for me or for what the project is? But open communication is very important for most people. It could be in a relationship, it could be in a friendship, it could be in a podcast. Wouldn't you agree, DJ Panaman?
1: It's episode three, that's right, you heard it first, it's called Mellow Mushroom. Open communication is necessary, especially if everybody is shroom tripping at the same time. If there's a quiet one, you already know what's happening. The, The chair that they're sitting in is swallowing them to death. And their eyes are melting in the back of their head. So if you're shroom tripping with other people, then open communication
0: is definitely number one. I definitely agree there. Yeah, when you're losing your fucking mind and you're at a movie with your friends that don't even know that you're having open communication with these mushrooms... And then you open up, and you're just like losing your shit at a three-hour movie that decided to make a movie in 2009, and then make a movie in 2022 as a sequel. It kind of makes sense about our podcast, right? We're creative, we're fun. We take about 20 years to do things. That's all right. It's all good. No problem. You gotta checked in. Gotta get checked into the Avatar world with the opakumina So when we go and talk about Mel Mushroom. We talk about food. We have food topics. We have fun topics. You're not going to hear, it's episode three, and here's our guest. Our guest is blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, I don't give a fuck if I have a guest. The only important people that need to be named on this show are the people that created it, and that's DJ man and then Scott Steven, in that order. But I'll tell you, when we have new episodes, like Mellow Mushroom, when we have Soda Pop, you're going to see a trend. It's called food. Culinary expert over here, professionally trained, can make a mean steak and can take a mean dump after eating one that's not good. So I can tell you, there's a lot of cool things that we'll do with this show, but every episode is going to be a creative experience with a different food title.
1: And Unfortunately, even though Scott is a culinary genius and he graduated from the culinary field, he has this type of stigma over him, like a dark cloud that even though he's really good at cooking food, nobody around him appreciates it. So that's the funny part about naming the episodes over food because podcast is also a, you know, a great passion of his and eventually it will become a passion of mine. The more I do it, that, you know, this is the food, you know, digest the words, you know, the, hear the crispness in every tone. And when you listen through it, Even if you don't learn anything, you find out that people can, uh, you know, make great advances and they don't even know what they're doing half the time. And then they look back and they're like, whoa, that was a masterpiece.
0: Yeah, I couldn't say it any better. You know, food for thought. I mean, philosophy genius over here, DJ Panaman. Uh, This guy I've known for so long Um, and I've always wanted to do a show, do some type of work with him because the way he thinks of the world is a lot different than most people out there. Um, I like to use the word sheeple, and we are definitely not that. You have to be free thinking, thinking your own mind and thought processes. And this guy has this crazy philosophy mindset where he's always thinking ahead or thinking deeper into things. And I really appreciate that. And uh, that's a perfect analogy, Man, for... What we're you know putting out there, digest the words as it as, as is food uh, to consume in your mind or to even if you need, like you're going through a stressful part in your, in your life and uh, you just need to laugh a little bit. And that's what we can provide for you. This is a comedy show. Um, we might randomly go on tangents on different types of topics. Uh, it is a niche show with no niche. Um, which is the whole point of being comedy, because uh, I work in puns, and I like to troll people. Just in that sentence, that's a troll, uh, if you really look deep into it. But we are going to be doing some really different types of things. And with Panaman saying all of that good stuff, I'm going to leave it at this. Welcome to the Scott Stephen Show. I'm your host, Scott Steven, joined with DJ Panaman. And today... I wanna welcome you to episode three, the human Virus. My dad left me when I was three. Yeah, it's the Scott Stephen Show, the only niche show with no niche. I'm your host, Scott Steven, and alongside me is the one and only fourth grade Spanish spelling beat champion, hater of the gringos, and currently held captive in a sound booth in Siberia, it's DJ Panaman! <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, hater of the gringos. Well, down here in Orlando, we have Gringo's Tacos downtown. So if you're ever at a Magic Game, I recommend Gringo's Tacos to uh, make your day. So I'm not hating on the gringos, but the Gringo Tacos, where it's at down here in the O.
0: That sounds sponsored. What are you talking about there, (laughs) Panaman?
1: That's right. They write me a check, so I just had to throw that in there.
0: (laughs) But anyway, welcome to episode three. Glad to have you guys here, and uh, today we're going to be going over a lot of topics. Uh, one of the first things I want to get right off the pack is the window of opportunity. What does that mean to you, Panaman? What does the window of opportunity mean? what What can we educate our beautiful people listening today?
1: Well, that's just a very hard open right there. Just window of opportunity. What does it mean? It means exactly what it is. I mean, just when uh you know the opportunity. Approaches and you have to go for it, right? I mean, well, that, that is a very random thing, you know. It's the window of opportunity, right?
0: Yeah, no, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll break it down a little further than that, but it's funny because as we're recording episode three, it happens to be optimal recording time for Scott, Steve, and myself, and it just happens to be a window of opportunity day, and that means that our episodes are very sporadic, they happen when they happen. And it's a beautiful thing when we get together and we have a conversation. And the funniest thing was, is that we went into some pretty uh, pretty deep detail um, about how it really is a window of opportunity. Because, you know, Panaman is a family man. Panaman the family man. <laughs> it just sounds like an ad right there. Panaman the family man. Come on down to the mattress firm. We got mattresses. That,
1: that all sounds Chinese to me. I don't know. Now, Scott Steven, all of a sudden, not certainly trustworthy, you know, he's going back into the, his sales terms and giving me the runaround. It's, it's all good, man. I'm just happy to be here. And like you said, a window of opportunity, when it arises, we, we must go for it. So anybody out there who thinks, uh, you know, they're all turtled up in their shell and they don't know what to do, the window of opportunity is always around the corner. Go out there and take it.
0: Exactly. And I want to say again, welcome to the Scott Stevens show. You're fucking trapped in Siberia in a sound booth. That's where you are. Yeah, right next to Brittany Grimer in the, in the gulag, and the gang and the gang. Yeah. So, um, uh, welcome to Scott Stevens show. It's the only niche show with no niche. I'm joined with DJ Panaman. How you doing Panaman?
1: Niche show with no niche. You know, I don't know how many times you're going to say it in the episode. It's uh, what does that mean? I mean, what is a niche?
0: You know, I've been asked that many times, and uh, I don't really know, but I think what I mean by it is that it's a it's a show that with my scattered brains, thank you Panaman, it will be different. It could be going off into this direction, going that direction. You know, we might even start a show where I just do a fucking auctioneer voice the whole show. It could be different. <laughs> You know, I could just be like, welcome to the Scott Stevens show, you know, and like we're back in 1920s. I take out a paper and, you know, like or I go back in time. I find a date, I pick it, and that's the day that we're living in on the Scott Stevens show. That's a niche. That's what I mean. (laughs)
1: All right. So Rick and Morty uh, on the podcast, pretty much.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like a Rick and Morty podcast where we travel back in time to different times or different shows, or maybe tomorrow, or maybe in the next show I want to be, you know, Opie and Anthony, or I want to be Howard Stern, be like, coming out of a break, welcome back to the Howard Stern Show. And it's like, like let me see you a test. You know, just like something from, you know, back in the day. It could be anything. So, the only niche show with no niche means that there's a topic that maybe I want to discuss or maybe there's something that is inspirational and like things like that. I think that's that's the main thing that I'm trying to grasp with uh, that really cheesy uh, intro to our show.
1: Yeah, we're we're all the above, which makes it easy because we can talk about anything is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, it really helps my scatterbrain OCD to do a show because I can do any topic I want and I can do and say whatever the fuck I want. That's it
1: that's right man i I mean you're saying scatterbrained thank you very much yeah (laughs) hey people real close to you will tell you exactly who you are you know if if people are being shady around you that's a different story but uh yeah good friends uh, i see you scatterbrained and but hey that's why you're a podcaster you have so much to offer
0: yeah and you know, I was watching a lot of different shows, and, uh, you know, I get a lot of uh, inspirations from other, you know, other uh, podcasters, and, you know, not necessarily like how they perform their show or, uh, but some of the content or like the questions they ask, you know, are very in deep. And uh, one of the shows that I was listening to, um, they were talking about like psychedelics and the legalization. And then I even looked up it further. Um, Jake Plummer, former quarterback uh, of the Cardinals, and I think he was on a couple other teams or whatever.
1: Isn't but that a he, baseball team? The Cardinals. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely not a football team. <laughs> all right, let,
1: yeah. let, let, let me let me elaborate. Yeah, the the NFC West, which I'm now getting used to watching the Rams with Matthew Stafford. Now I'm starting getting to know the division. From what I see, you know a lot of hate on the Niners, Seahawks, and the Cardinals are like behind the scenes, but everybody agrees that. The Cardinals aren't even a football team. They have a hard-knock season going on right now. Everyone's like, nope, still a hell of a baseball team. <laughs>
0: I can tell you I ain't watching a goddamn episode of that. Because Cliff Kingsbury, his face just looks way too punchable. It's like you see him like in the street, and he's just walking, and like he could be chewing gums and doing nothing. I'd just be like, fuck you, you asshole. and punch him right in the face.
1: <laughs> the Lord of No Rings.
0: Yeah. Hey guys, uh great great game today. We only lost by thirty-five. Carler Murray, you're great. You're only four foot three. Let's keep going. Woo! You fucking whores. Hate that team. Fuck them. But no. But Jake Plummer, he uh is a former NFL player. Fucking turned into total hippie. But uh he's uh he was on uh I think a Barstool podcast uh and was talking about, like, the effects of, like, you know, psilocybin and mushrooms and how it could be beneficial to uh, people that, you know, have been hit in the head so many times. And uh, then I looked into further research and saw, uh, like, fighters and, you know, people that, you know, go through traumatic brain injuries or they go into fighting and stuff like that. It's like those, that um, psilocybin or the the way that it opens up your brain into thinking um, is something that, is very beneficial for people that go through maybe probably concussion protocols or <clears throat> that have to recover quickly off of um you know off of you know traumatic head drama like what do you think about that
1: so what you're saying is that i've been doing it wrong the whole time and instead of waking up and having avocado toast i should have shrooms and toast
0: oh hell yeah yeah don't do the tom don't be the tb12 fucking limp boner diet and get and have your wife leave you and Antonio Brown with his fucking 18 inch cock. He was like, No, <laughs> fuck that. You want to oh, go man. to the
1: hey, Scott Steven. You, you went from C SPAN to I don't know, Mad Money <laughs> with, <laughs> with Kramer.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mad Money with Kramer. <laughs> Stonks going up. Stonks going up. Oh, you know what? You're, you know what? You want to leave? Ya? What you need to do is you need to not drop the avocado toast and go straight to Simon and toast. Yeah. But no, no, I mean, uh, you know, just some of the stuff that I've seen, you know, just like some of like, you know, I'm not a scientist. I'm not saying I know anything or any, but my observations are like people that have taken, you know, psilocybin and back in the day, you know, mushrooms, you know, I've done mushrooms, you know, not, not a, not a big stranger there, but I tell you, they definitely open up your brain. But the thing that I don't understand is how people are able to like microdose. like how the fuck are you able to take like a little bit? like of mushrooms and then still be yourself because you know people like uh post malone do that fucking joe rogan does that and does his podcast i could not take any type of mushroom and try to talk in front of a microphone i would just fucking melt in my hand i don't don't, don't know how they do that my
1: brief uh, experience with the shrooms is pretty much like wherever you do it you have to stay there if you try to leave it feels so far away so the that's one of my experiences with the the magic shrooms down here yeah pretty much anybody that you do it with you, you better stick as a group As one person leaves you're like where would where, they go
0: <laughs> yeah so uh, uh you were just here i mean i have a funny story if you want me to tell you about uh about mushrooms um and uh it goes back to shane you know when uh, when i was hanging out with shane when i was first over here uh <laughs> It was
1: uh You know a Shane?
0: Part? Yeah, yeah, I know Shane. You know, his his name his name is uh, Keith, but it's stupid ass name, so I'm just going to call him Shane. You call him Shane from now on. It's a good name. It starts with an S. Flows off the tongue. But uh I was we went to the movies, but we were we were going to uh see um I think we were going to see Avatar. It was like way back in the day before I moved out of Maine. And uh I took I, like I was like he called me and it's like hey you want to go see a movie I was like yeah and so at the time I had a, a shroom dealer so I went and I picked up an eighth of mushrooms and I ate it all ate it all in the in, in like the in their in their little driving space it's probably like 18, 19 years old and uh, I ate it all I drove to his house picked him up and his brother drove to the movies no problem I start tripping my fucking balls off. And I'm just, like, watching this Avatar movie. And we're like, oh, my God. This is amazing. And thank God it was, like, three hours or however long that movie is. Because I was just fucking, I was a space cadet. And then the movie was over. And then I had to drive home. And, dude, I can tell you that was the scariest drive home. And Shane could probably talk to this, but I'm saying Holy crap! I, I'm I'm looking at the trees. The trees are fucking caving in on me, and like I'm looking at the window. I'm going like I think I'm going like 25 miles an hour. I get to his house. I drop him off. He's like, he's like, uh, he's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm on shrooms. He's like, you've been on shrooms this whole time. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I didn't even tell him. I didn't even tell him. He's just like, he's like, dude, you are driving like fucking really fast. And I was like, oh man, I'm glad that we're safe. I'm glad that we're okay nothing major happened but man talk about an experience i was just like like i didn't tell him like i dropped him off at his house we watched avatar and uh he like you know he like gets out of the car his brother his brother goes in he's like are you okay i was like yeah i'm on shrooms it's like, oh my God, they're Like, what the hell?
1: <laughs> What's up with the Avatar movie? Why does it take 20 years to make each movie? The second one's about to come out in a couple months and uh, it took another 20 years. So I think uh, Avatar in like 2012 or something like that. So 9-11 mm-hmm. happened and then, I don't know, set back and then it took another 20 years for it to come out and then Avatar 2 is coming out another 20 years later. <laughs>
0: what? So they're coming out with a second movie?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just... It, it, oh, it came
0: was... out in 2009. Yeah, the first one oh, came okay. out in 2009.
1: Yeah, yeah close man. enough. But, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, why does it take so long to make this movie? I mean, it's just some blue-looking avatars and, like, the blue man group.
0: Maybe it's because the people that are making it are also on acid. <laughs> They're just like, oh, this movie's amazing. I want to be inside that pod. Ugh. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you Scratch know. Scratch the
1: whole thing. Erase it, device
0: erase and re-record again oh, I forgot my idea damn it oh. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: psychedelics are a thing Colorado uh, Colorado's always number one in legalizing all the drugs and I think that the voters have passed a ballot to decriminalize the psychedelics uh, for 21 and older where um, uh, you go to like these healing centers that's mm-hmm. what they call them <laughs> it's funny all these Gen Z things the healing I need a place of healing I, want, I need a mental health break
0: I need a mental health break so it can take ayahuasca. <laughs> how long do you think? How long do you think it will take until uh, ayahuasca is legal in the United States?
1: <laughs> Not long, yeah. Because once Rogers leaves the league, he's probably going to be like number one uh, ayahuasca salesman.
0: Oh my god! I mean, I,
1: it's going to be on I, Joe Rogan all the time.
0: Yeah, you know, I found out that ayahuasca is the mix of two different plants somehow in the rainforest, in the Amazon rainforest, and that's how it was discovered. Um, and uh, I just I just don't know. I mean, like, what? Like, all I hear is that it makes you puke, you see things, you do crazy stuff. Like, I could just do fucking mushrooms. Like, mushrooms will make me do the same thing if I want to open up my brain, feel like I'm out there. But, I like, I don't know what the big deal about ayahuasca is. Like, you have to go to fucking uh, a monk like you know in the middle of india somewhere or fucking some other country because you can't do it here it's like or you could just call fucking shane and get a bag of mushrooms and take them to a movie and then drop him off and tell him you're on mushrooms and freak him out
1: yeah Sh- shane definitely would be somebody that has some shrooms on him at all times it just sounds like what happened to all the shanes anyway they just left
0: i think the only shane left is shane gillis and that guy is hilarious he got kicked off of Saturday Night Live because uh, they found a podcast of him and uh, his buddy that he does, and uh, he was making a joke about white supremacy or something like that, and uh, he he got the gig on SNL, and then he got fired like before he even did a show. And if SNL hired Shane Gillis, if you look at any of his comedy, that would have saved Saturday Night Live. Now I can tell you I'm not watching any fucking episode because no one on there, I don't know who they are. They all suck. Like, who fucking cares? Like, they they have Chappelle on tonight, right? Chappelle's on tonight. And the writers wrote, and uh, they posted on Twitter, like, the writers will be not at the show, or they're postponing uh, Dave Chappelle's appearance because of uh, transphobic and homophobic statements he said in the comedy special. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe trans people have rights. Everyone has rights. But if you take it out of context, out of a comedian's stand-up set, and get offended by it, then that's something different. That's like you being offended that Jim Gaffigan says some fucking thing dirty about a hot dog he ate. You know, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, this is what their job is. They're a comedian. They're a content creator. They they put the shit out there. And if their opinion offends you, then don't listen to their opinion. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, why are you trying to make a bigger deal on something that the biggest comedian alive right now, outside of anyone else like Joe Rogan or anything like that, is fucking trying to do your stupid ass show that no one's watching because no one's watching tv anymore like it's
1: just yeah it's just a deflection i mean nowadays you can hear anything about anybody just look them up and then it's on social media all over their pages Uh, you find out instantly and if they have a belief then you're going to hear about it first it's not like that it's nothing new people just are more exposed to it now I mean, What's the highest grossing comedian? Is it Jerry Seinfeld? I'm, I'm sure Jerry Seinfeld's been in the news for some really horrible things. But he, he's still making a lot You're of money, but he's just away from the Scott spotlight Stephen,
0: right Show. Stephen Show. Stepdaughter porn. I'm not watching it anymore. You're not getting stuck in the fucking laundry machine anymore. You stupid there
1: you bitch. Go. There you go. Yeah. That's
0: There's the Scott God I know. Stepdaughter <laughs> Oh! Hey, did you do your homework today? No. Well, you can't go out tonight. But come on, stepdad. I need to go out tonight. <laughs> it's my friend's birthday. <laughs> Only if you blow this hog.
1: Okay. <laughs> you
0: know? Like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell? <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> no! i too much stepdaughter porn. <laughs> fuck! <laughs> Fuck! Case, Casey, Casey, man, morning. We gave a couple top hits for you, engineer. and uh, one of the top hits we had for him was Nate uh, dog. Uh, and this shout goes out to Kim uh, in, uh, in New Jersey, and she says, Hey, Casey, can you play this song for me? I really miss my husband. He was a good person until he killed five people. You know what? I, I could do that for you, Casey. No problem. And playing on the hits, it's not only the DJ number one, but with DJ Panaman on the sideline, I'm DJ Kasim. And so we're going to play that hit just right now for you. So here we go. that was a great hit i'm so glad that we heard that song thank you so much for calling it
1: i think you're the best at making people feel uneasy that's probably your main purpose in this life is to you know ruin people's days with your horrible accents it's it's all in your it's your dna it's in your blood i mean you paid for the ancestry.com and you found out that you were a descendant of midgets and for some reason you're over seven feet
0: that is true you are correct about that my friend Uh, You know, it's crazy. Like, my dad was born five foot eight and my mom was five eleven, and I'm fucking six foot seven. It's like someone within that timeline had to have fucked a milkman. Like, I mean, come on. It's like, for example, right? Like, you're a tall fella. You're a tall, tall strapping young fella. Like, how tall is your mom?
1: Yeah, it's all short. We're all short. I don't know. We come from descendants of giants, you know, warriors.
0: I'm an Aztec warrior. I'm gonna beat your fist in because I have all this knowledge of my ASIC warrior niece, man. No, I'm saying like so. Let's say like I'm gonna take a wild guess. Your mom is like what five six, five seven. Oh, she is very short. She's hobbit like. Okay, so
1: five two, five one. She is five foot. Whoa.
0: Oh sweet lord. I mean, very nice lady. Uh, but is your, is your father tall or because you're, you're a relatively tall fellow. Like you're like, what, like right at six feet or a little bit over six feet.
1: My father was a Mario brother. So, you know, yes, he did plumbing for a living and decided to take shrooms one day and go down people's pipes. Uh, but see, he's not very tall at all either. So, just like you said, we come from a descendant of giants, you know, we're supposed to rule over this nation.
0: Yeah, I see it. Every day. Yeah, that is smart. It's like, we come from fucking midget people, and then we're fucking bigger than all of them. That's amazing. You know, go figure, you go find someone that's very similar like that.
1: Maybe that's why we're considered globalists, and you're a narcissist because you know tall people have that type of complex what's funny to me are short people you know that napoleon complex it's like short people are always pissed off about something or they, they need to make a scene because they're so far down the food chain you know they're like hey notice me i'm down
0: here <laughs> hey go. hey can i have that fruit that you're gonna throw away hey, please i'm still here Like, I don't understand, um, to be honest with you, because I never ran into someone that was, like, mad that I was tall. I've always had people randomly run into me, like, my whole life, just say, oh, wow, you're so tall. It's like, okay, yep, thank you. I'm going to keep moving that way. But it's just like, uh, I, I can only imagine the type of criticism you get if you're a guy that's small or a shorter fella and uh like you're like wow how tall are you are you fucking half the size of my wheelchair like yes yes i am it's like you know like like that must be a, a completely different world that you don't want to live in you know it's, it seems like being tra- trapped inside of a drug experience that you can never get out of and, unless you think i'm wrong i mean that's how i would feel
1: oh okay well let's see what are the perks um i think most comedians are on the short level because they went through the struggle and that's what comedians are in the first place you got to go through the pain to to get a little bit of funny in you so i think most comedians are on the short range Um, i can't think of a really really tall comedian that's very funny there's probably a handful out there but i'm talking right
0: now pete holmes
1: yeah i mean t- tall people can be funny too it's just short people go through so much hell and they're like oh man they're, they're even way funnier
0: yeah but you don't know that either though like y- you've always been tall you've like how can you relate to short people i'm saying like in general that's what i'm calling you out on they call me out. i'm
1: calling you out i'm blasting you out son live here on the scott Stevens show
0: yeah <laughs> This is the Jerry Springer show, bitch. Get the fuck up. I'm about to spack some hands at you. I'm going to throw my ham hocks. Throw my ham hocks. I mentioned you know
1: the Napoleon complex. That's where I was getting at, that short people have a Napoleon complex, and that's where comedy comes from. You know, through anger, through hate, through depression comes comedy. So people yeah. with a Napoleon complex, I believe, are funnier.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. But how do you describe the funniest com- like comic
1: known to man? Oh, no, that's easy. Uh, uh, the funniest comedian can make fun of themselves, make fun of the audience. It, it can be like, they can make fun of them on a rated R level, but make it seem PG. That is an
0: expert comedian. Yeah, but I'm saying like, you're saying like within your, you know, guidelines, you're saying that, you know, they have to be within that but- <laughs> within my
1: guidelines. Yes. I'm the department of Homeland comedy, though. So these are the, my rule specifications for a funny comic. Yeah, it, it's, it's true. Yeah. When you go through hard times, you are funnier. So I believe short people have gone through hard times just from being based off being short, you know, when you're tall, you know, that's everybody wants that. But if you're short, you know, you got that chip on your shoulder. So you want to be funnier, be better.
0: Well, if you, if that's the way that you're saying, how tall do you think Chappelle is?
1: I don't need to look it up, but I know that everyone that's really funny is not tall. Tall, tall. I'm talking about tall like us
0: tall. Well, Chappelle's six foot. Like, even six foot.
1: We, we can nitpick all day. I'm saying that the majority well, of know, comedians are shorter.
0: But if we really talk about it, like, think about it. Like, these are the... Like, if there's one comic that we both agree on has structured the way that we feel about comedy in a certain way, it's been Dave Chappelle. Am I wrong? Like, do you not feel a certain way when we talk about comedy and it's like, boom. You instantly can compel yourself to a Chappelle bit. Like, it's not like you're thinking of another comedian. It's like, like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm instantly thinking of Chappelle. It's like, in the background... And it's like, oh, hey, welcome to pop copy. Go fuck yourself. Like it's always in the background of my mind. And it's like when I try to do like a bit or I try to talk to someone, you know, and it's like I'm always trying to like picture how I can make my show as great as that pop copy bit. Because the first show, the first episode, the first scene of the episode on Comedy Central, I remember it's like welcome to pop copy And it's like I could quote the whole episode out if I wanted to right now. And it's like it's like, oh, you might have one of those frustrating customers. If they have PC, tell them we're Apple. If they they have Apple, tell them we're PC. And if they have that, tell them we're Linux. And if they have that, tell them our computers are down. They should be, at least. And I thought that was the most intelligent line of freeform comedy I've ever heard in my life and i was just i don't know what about it it just made me very excited to try to do something like
1: that half the people listening don't even know what linux is i can promise you that i put a stamp of approval on that the uh the, as, as far as uh the chappelle bits yeah i mean chappelle's hilarious he's a I mean, we're a product of our environment. He pretty much was there during the golden age of comedy for us. And I think the best part is that it looked like he had creative freedom. We thought Comedy Central was controlling everything. We found out that, yes, eventually Comedy Central was controlling a lot of his bits. But he made it seem like it was his idea. I mean, his name is on the show, Chappelle Show. So it it looked like he had full control of everything, but in reality, he was just the puppet on a string, but he knew how to do it correctly to make it seem like everything was his idea.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, creative people are afraid of holding their creative rights. And then when I really looked into it more about that case, like, you know, about how the media was making him sound like he was crazy and all this stuff. And then he came back, is like, Like, this is how you would want to do your career as a professional. Like, yeah, you get famous, you get all this money. You want to have your rights to all of your ownership of your podcast stuff. And if you don't have any of the ownership, why would you continue to perform inside the States? Like, why would you continue to perform for a company that's like, oh, we're going to pay you for this event solely. Well, how about you pay me for all the stuff I already made for you? Like, I completely understand where Chappelle came from in that sense because i'm like my dad my dad was the guy he just he's like hey we're watching Chappelle. it's wednesday night fucking 8 p.m put it on we're watching like every single wednesday like that would be the thing that me and him would watch together it's like we'd watch every single Chappelle show
1: well, at least your dad redeemed himself because he was not a lover of a lot of cartoons from back in the day—the '90s cartoons. So at, at least he redeemed himself later on in life with you because I didn't know that your dad was a Chappelle lover. So now I'll, I'll come up to him and you'll be like, "Rip James, bitch."
0: Well, no, it's to be honest with you, he was the one that showed me to Chappelle. You know like it's uh he was the one that kind of showed me all these like comedians i should follow so a lot of what i could say like you know is creative ability obviously and you know taking your information and being able to process it and trying to do different things with your own unique flavor but a lot of that early stuff with me is straight from my dad telling me like hey you should listen or watch this and me processing it and try not to be copywriting someone else
1: well scott stephen you must be very proud of yourself and i do want to thank you for being completely honest with me but dave chappelle he is a gem nobody can replicate it i mean you even told the joke and it was half ass that's how good he is but all we can do is just you know admire him from afar the, what he's doing right now is, eh, it's, it's all right. It's not the same as what it used to be, like I said, the golden age. Same thing with podcasting. You, you know, you never know what the golden age of podcasting will be. We see the front runners. You know, they're interviewing farmers. They're interviewing music-producing geniuses. And that's the beauty of podcasting. That's why every celebrity has a podcast, because they want to sharpen their skills. I mean, that's what we're doing right now.
0: Yeah, totally. 100%, I couldn't say it any better, you know, like these people might have a little bit of more fame. But you know, just speaking of like, you know, famous people like Kanye, and, uh, you know, a farmer, which I know I told you earlier, it's like Joe Rogan has a great podcast uh, with this uh, one of his most recent guests, I don't know his name. Uh, but it breaks down the whole food cycle, like the whole how food goes from farm to table and what the you know, the microcosms are between what happens in between, like having a food sh- food shortage or anything like that. So I highly recommend looking at that on Joe Rogan's podcast. And then Lex Friedman, there's no other person I would other want to go to sleep. Like, just like listening to like, he's just a great, a great guy. that just like, he's a, he, he works. I think he's a, uh, AI or neuroscientist at MIT. Um, and he just, you know, he has these great guests. He, he interviewed Kanye and he called Kanye out on his bullshit. And it was amazing. It was amazing. He was just like, yeah, I'm not here because I'm a fan, Kanye. You asked that you wanted to be here because I was going to dissect everything that has to happen about you. And so it's uh, it's very interesting. Very interesting podcast. It's a different form, um, but it's a really, like, I really enjoy intelligent people talking about, things that they have a lot of knowledge about within a subject. Um, And those two people, Joe Rogan, Lex Friedman, I can only wish to be half as great as they are. They're they're just fucking amazing people.
1: If you think about it, you're in the minority, you know, you spilling your soul out into the universe, telling everyone that you love listening to intelligent people. That's like how people like listening to C-SPAN. I mean, there's so much information going on and it's all like this monotonous, voice that you're like okay well i think that's an overload of information a lot of people like hearing the stupid guy and the best part about this show is because it's a niche show without a niche that scott right can be an airhead he can be spaced out he is right now he just he's not he's not revealing it you know the smart version of him is coming out because he's he's so full of knowledge but then like a couple minutes later i mean he, he can be completely go 180 on you And just go straight one brain cell Scott. And you love him for it. That's why this guy has a microphone in his hand. Because he he wants to show you that he can be everything that you want
0: him to be. Well, that's a great plug. Yeah. I appreciate that. And no, I'm just saying, like, these these people that I look up to or I listen to or I feel like, you know, they have some type of knowledge behind, like, what they're saying. Kind of gives me, like, that kind of, like extra boost to kind of like okay like let me research a little bit more on a certain topic because i want to be like the man for just the people you know i'm not gonna like go be like hey it's fake news media that's telling you to eat all those english muffins you know like i'm not gonna be that guy like i'm gonna be the guy that's steady level trying to make you laugh once once in a blue moon but uh i'm i'm just the guy that's gonna be like sitting there with you it's like hey you're looking for knowledge. You're looking for something that's going to be different. Boom. Scott Steven show the only niche podcast with no niche. So today this is going to be how it is today. Tomorrow, the next show. Yeah. It's not going to be the same. You don't even know what's going to happen. Like, I don't even think Panaman knows what's going to happen with the next show. Right. Oh,
1: well, I don't know. Especially then, since you mentioned it, uh, I'm very curious about what's going on. Uh, You really don't know. It's like we're trapped in this alternate dimension where everything is so random that you have no idea what's going to happen next.
0: All right. So did I tell you that my grandma is uh, a lovely woman? Have I told you about that?
1: I'm sure your grandma's a lovely woman because opposites attract. You're pretty much, uh, you know, they're the the opposite of lovely. You are diabolical.
0: Right. Right. But. What makes her a lovely woman is that she had 15, well, 16 children, including a miscarriage. So that would be 15 total children that survived the, you know, the Great Flood. But she had 15 children. Do you have anyone in your family or any family members that you can remember that had that much of children?
1: No, not at all. But uh, if if she is French Canadian, uh, it wouldn't uh, surprise me. Is is that what she was?
0: No, 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 no. This is my mom's side.
1: Oh, my the Spaniards.
0: Side. Yeah, come from overseas. The conquistadors. So, conquistador, we conquer the pussy. No, the matador. But, uh, Yeah, yeah. The 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 omnivore and the what, what's the what's the thing that's like a half horse, half person centaur.
1: The centaur, yeah. 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 Hey, ma- Scott Matador would be a pretty cool uh, rap name for you.
0: Scott Matador? <laughs> my gangster name? <laughs> wow, what would I rap about? Fucking, yo, my name is Scott. I'm fucking hot. I got these dimples. My name is Scott! <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, what the fuck would I rap about? I'm not a rapper. You know?
1: You're a narcissist, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I love me some me.
0: Yeah, narcissist, you know, just throw that shit out there. But no, you know, like, you know, they have centaurs. You're calling me a Scott Matador. I think my grandmother, if, you know, you know, if she was half person and half something else, she'd be half person, half potato sack. Just fucking pumping out those fucking potatoes, man. Like, Jesus Christ. It's like, you ever want to see how French fries get made? Watch it on TV. But I cannot imagine. This lady had six, she had 16 births. Well, 15 births. One, I don't know how long it was. But how long of time is that, that you're pregnant? Like, more than half your life? Like, at least like 10 years, I think. Like, what, nine months? Let's do some quick math here on the Scott Stevens Show.
1: You heard it first.
0: On the Scott Stevens show. So, fifteen kids <clears throat> times shit, I don't even know how to break that down. But anyway, it's a lot it's a long time. Anyone listening that can break that down, uh, go ahead. But it's a long time. She was in. she was in birth. But it's funny because my grandfather, who's, you know, the US Army war here. We go, hero, you know, went and traveled over there. I don't know how he met her over there. And uh, I think I get a lot of uh, my personality and my traits from this gentleman because it seemed like he was just like, hey, time to go. Oh, you pumped one out. Time for another one. Time for like contraception or protection was not, you know, apparent to this person. They just decided to just pump out children. And that's nuts. Like, do you have any like large family? Like, do you have like a large family on either side of your family?
1: It's it's amazing that anybody has a big family, period. I mean, you know the statistics. See, uh, us uh, millennials or zillennials or, you know, anybody that's not a part of the lost generation of the Generation X yeah. uh, believes all the uh, not having a huge family unless you're one of those uh, Mormon cult people. That would be the well, only exception.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Zach Wilson, baby. BYU. Yeah, no. It's... uh. It's yeah, it's it's, uh, it's surprising because uh, even on my dad's side, like my dad's father or dad, I should say, my grandfather, he was a he was a musician. He would play like he played the the guitar. He played uh, the harmonica, and he was a traveling man. And uh, he would you know go town to town and you know knock up all the women because you know who ever thought of pulling out, but. I'm just saying, I think my grandfather was the first actual MILF hunter because not only was he creating the MILFs, but I think he went out there and also took a little bit of something out of them each time because my great-grandmother remembers my grandfather as a piece of shit, and that's what I strive to be sometimes, a piece of shit. But, you know who is more of a piece of shit? It's the Jets quarterback. Yes, it's MILF Hunter. It's MILF hunting season, fellas. And get your MILF hunting kit with Zach Wilson. Yes, I am talking about the original MILF Hunter. He is from BYU. He is a guy that has no problem finding your wife, and maybe he'll find a couple more on his way down the line. He's a Mormon man, and he is looking like he's 15 years old. Nothing like an older lady looking for a young man. How is that possible? I don't know. But Milf Hunter Scott tells you Milf Hunter Zach Wilson is out to get you.
1: Watch out for Milf Hunter Zach Wilson. He will be there to stomp your mother out. Yas, get into the chopper with Zach Wilson, Milf Hunter.
0: You're listening to the scott steven show when you go into work right you know working in the sales game compared to what me and you came from what would you say is like the biggest uh difference or the biggest takeaway that you took from like uh you know working in a more commission only base and then going into the position that you are at now
1: oh okay. all right so uh, were you sitting me down for an interview on 60 minutes okay all right. I can imagine a uh, balding Scott Steven, uh, in a full piece suit, uh, with, a I got two ferns in between me and, uh, I got a spotlight on me. So now it, it, this is my time to shine. So I'm giving my autobiography on sales. Yeah. And, sure. uh, That's what Scott, I want. Scott from 60 minutes is wants to dig in on the scoop. Yeah. We've been on the sales game and, uh, this is, you know, a random interview. I didn't know, uh, you know, the co-host was about to uh bear this. But believe it or not, the sales game is real. There's three motivators. We got money, 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 dollar, dollar bill, y'all. We got an opportunity, you know, the opportunity to work and uh, strive and hopefully be like Scott Steven one day, you know, with so much money he doesn't even know what to do with. And also relationships, you know, pretty much uh, Scott. He's, you know, one successful lad that uh, he's on multiple platforms. He's doing his thing. He's kissing babies. He's signing autographs. You know, uh, he's living the life, living that rock star lifestyle. But not everybody is built for all those motivators. Some people are just interested in relationships, you know, just getting to know people. And then that would be the extent of, the, their sales i just like to be around because he's a cool guy scott's a cool guy but in sales man it'll be like well scott's making so much money i want to make more money What can i make more money like scott you know he's such a narcissist that you know he he's like scrooge mcduck right now swimming around in the money he won't even share i'm pretty much living in a she shed in the back
0: <laughs> yeah you're completely right Mr. Panaman but no I am not living in a she shed you always always have to have respect for people that go through the business you know I ask you that question because I know exactly how hard it is because I've been through that exact scenario but right now what you're doing you know at a higher level is manage people also keep them on the same sales team keep them motivated keep them ready to go give them the good man you know meeting in between and you know there's a lot of there's a lot to be said between that you know you have to be able to be a chameleon as much as you are as a salesman you have to be able to switch over to like okay now i'm a manager okay now i'm a helper now i'm someone that's interviewing now i'm someone that's like going there so there's a lot of things that you know i appreciate the compliments but there's a lot of things that you take out of that uh situation
1: The the listeners are scratching their heads right now. They're like, wait. So the the co-host is DJ Panaman. You're calling him a manager. We wear different hats, just like how you said. You know, we got our marketing hat, got our DJ hat, you know, put your fists up. (laughs) Or, you know, or then I'm cracking the whip or sometimes as the boss, you know, you're fired. But that's that's adult life I think that's the best part chameleons Scott and I are definitely comedians. I'm an army brat Scott uh, grew up in a trash from living out of a trash can so that's that I mean I think we're pretty similar in that aspect we're, we're chameleons we we, we can uh, improvise adapt and overcome that would be his favorite phrase of all time
0: yeah I mean improvise yeah improvise adapt and overcome yeah that's great that's great okay growing up in a trash can not so great okay my friend like you're a world traveler you grew up in army bases and like being an army brat that's great and then you say oh hey uh yeah my friend is uh yeah he's a he's a garbage kid he's a garbage pail kid he's a fine to find those like he's like oscar the grouch but like decided to get out of the trash can eventually hey man
1: rags to riches you never heard of that? Rags to riches. Yeah, I mean, from a trash can to, to where you are right now, man, you're living in a 70s apartment with wood paneling. I mean, I can <laughs> I, I can see the astroturf on the floor and everything. Yeah, not only am I dropping the hottest beats this side of the Mississippi, I'm also helping Scott do his thing. I mean, podcasting is his favorite thing ever. It's all he ever talks about. He even knows comedians and podcasters and interviewers that I've never heard of. You know, and he's fascinated by uh, Joe Rogan uh, interviewing a farmer. Which, if you, you hear you hear it from far away, you're like, "Well, I'm not interested in that." But Joe Rogan is so high on shrooms, he makes it seem more interesting than it really is. That that's what a professional is, and you're you guys listening, you're in it for the ride. You get to see Scott, you know, blossom into a beautiful butterfly. Right now, he's just like a little squirmy larva.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm just a little squirmy larva right now inside the, the eyes of DJ Panaman. But that is totally fine. I understand. But uh, what I would say is that over this ride that you decide to join with us inside of the uh, Scott Stevens Show, um, we are looking to expand and also talk about different things that maybe might be outside of the... Esh- what is the word? Eshlor? Esh?
1: It sounds like a cult, man. Which I, I think that you're already trying to start a cult. I think everybody that has a podcast is naturally a cult leader. I mean, I have the Kool Aid in my hand, it, it smells funny. But I think if I drink it, then I'll probably uh, get sacrificed to some demon, thanks to Scott Steven.
0: I mean, I wouldn't sacrifice you to any soon. Live here on w t f news it is scott steven show and we have our field reporter dj panaman on the scene dj panaman what do you see out there
1: well it looks like um, a lot of uh, political elections i know you didn't want to hear it but i guess it's about time herschel walker is finally forced to leave uh, presidency i know the running back wanted to, to give it all he's got but it seems like he's gonna run this thing straight into the ground for zero yardage it's a game of inches after all folks back to you
0: yes herschel walker looks like a running back that should probably run back to his family now back with the wtf news this is the wtf news chopper dj patterman what do you see in the chopper up there <laughs>
1: you wish you were in the chopper, Scott Steven. I'm out here in my commando gear. That's right, going commando on the Scott Steven show. It looks like a crypto is finally starting to plummet after the CEO is starting to defraud customers, just like a real bank. Oh, amazing. Who knew that this was coming? Oh, crypto is so secure. I feel so warm inside when I buy one. Yeah, well, I mean, anything electronic can always be... Erased. He you heard it first on the Scott Stevens show.
0: Thank you from the News Shopper. This is WTF News live with a report. It does look like FTX is no longer a company that looks viable. And what do they do to go bankrupt or change their CEO? Well, let's simply take the Tom Brady deal, and say, oh, am I retiring? No, I'm not. Am I retiring? Oh, no, I'm not. not." It's a commercial for FTX. What a piece of shit garbage Bitcoin service that is. But this is not the biracial news. This is WTF News with the Scott Stephen Show. Nice. Good job. It's weird, man. It's fucking weird. Like, sometimes I just, like, pull out some shit on my ass. And just, I don't know what the hell I just said. I mean, I don't know where that came from. But I'm just saying, I would never do anything to harm the good old DJ Panaman.
1: <laughs> yeah, the good man. Yeah, well, the, the Mainers are the good men. You know, everybody else is not no good, you know, according to a lot of old people down here in Florida. It's, I think that's where the opposites attract. Uh, you You're just starting off, uh, you know, this is the third episode and we're rocking and rolling. There's a lot of uh, sponsors that we have, even from the past. We were proud sponsors of the Parrot Cage Warehouse, but all of a sudden it went under foreclosure and then now it's been shipped off. I think now it's made in China and uh, we're not down with that. So it's uh, we're moving on to better things. Uh, New things all the time on the Scott Stevens show. You already heard it first. Now you get to hear it a second time with Scott
0: Steves. And into NFL news today, we got our field reporter, our sideline reporter, and also our insider for the NFL. It happens to be DJ Panaman. What's going on over there, DJ?
1: DJ Panaman on the scene. That's right. I'm in mean, right now currently hiding in an underground weaponless cage match arena. I don't know where it is, but I think it's underneath Dan Snyder's estate. That's right. He's got even more deeper, darker secrets. So now that we've infiltrated the arena, it's a weaponless cage match against all of the mascots of the NFL. And it's a weapon.
0: Wait, hold on. There's a weaponless cage match underneath the ground. Is it in Washington or where is it?
1: Sources are telling me that uh, literal shit is coming out of the sprinklers up above. So I think it is FedEx Field. I have that confirmed. And it is underneath. And we are in a weaponless cage match with all the mascots in the NFL. Right now, at first place, the Tennessee Titans. Titans. If you think oh. about it that nobody can beat a Titan and that is the top of the food chain in the NFL mascot world currently holds the first place who's in last place the Arizona Cardinals which I didn't even know was a football team until ah, now.
0: Arizona Cardinals are a football team what I thought they were a baseball team I thought they played baseball they played football too
1: hell of a baseball team That's a hell of
0: a baseball team they had Albert NFC cool
1: West uh, joke right there
0: oh yeah yeah great but first of all how do you get tickets to this uh, weaponless cage fight with all these mascots and how the hell did you get down there Panaman?
1: I somehow teleported down here after the Zach Wilson milf hunter skit I'm not sure what happened but it uh, looks like Scott the scientist uh, ripped a hole in some time dimension and now all the NFL mascots have come to life that's right. There was weaponless cage matches going on right now against the Washington Redskins and the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Uh, Who will win? You mean the Washington Foreskins? They changed their name. They're not called the Redskins anymore. They're, they're, they're the Washington Foreskins.
1: Well, looks like the time jump definitely messed with my head because I'm now seeing the New England Patriot against a Tampa Bay Buccaneer.
0: Holy shit. Isn't a buccaneer a real person? And then you have a patriot who's a, what, a veteran? What the hell is going on over there?
1: <laughs> What's going on over there? What have you just snipped a line of coke over there? I need a status update on that. But, uh, ah. we, uh...
0: Well, news date. Oh, breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, breaking Breaking news. I have just snowed a whole pound of cocaine. <laughs> cocaine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's the NFL in a nutshell. I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, the weaponless cage match. Uh, things that you would never see together. What about the Las Vegas Raider versus the Minnesota Viking?
0: Well, I, I, would, I mean, I i wouldn't fuck with the Viking. Hell no. I, I would, uh, the Raiders are scary, but, uh... A Viking? That's uh, that's Norwegian talk. I, I don't want to deal with that. Those guys are scary. They're purple. And they have long hair, and they look like they want to beat up everyone. But they can't win a football game when they have Kirk Cousins doing the, the AB song. Like, put that shit on. Put that shit on. Put you know, like that shit on. Put that shit on. You like <laughs> that? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't like that at all. I don't like it at all. I don't want to see you with chains on you fucking white piece of shit. Get the hell out of here.
1: <laughs> Hating you on your own crime, Scott Steven. Well, I uh, guess you heard it first. The uh, new side of Scott we've never heard after snorting a whole mountain of cocaine. That's the Breaking news. news!
0: Breaking news! I just snorted another pound of cocaine! Oh, god damn. It. On the Scott Steven show today, we've been talking about uh, some psychedelics, but uh, kind of want to deep dive into uh panaman and your background you know uh what's the craziest or most uh outrageous experience you've ever had on any type of uh drug and i'm also including alcohol and weed and uh anything that's something that's not natural in your body so throwing it out there a little deep thought
1: yeah all the listeners out there i mean your first ex- shroom experience, we'd like to know. The psychedelics will just keep rolling with that. Magic mushrooms, yes, they are, they are a thing. And wherever you do it, that was my experience. I did it on the second floor, and it seemed like going down to the first floor just was like a mile away. Every step took a lifetime. <laughs> the fans, everything was melting into the walls. And then if you have a dog, oh, if you stare into the eyes, is it just light up? everything is on another level heightened. I don't know how oh. people microdose around, but man, that, that takes some skill.
0: Yeah. It's kind of scary, man. Like, you know, I hear about microdosing. I hear about like the effects and how it's good for you. Or, I mean, not like good for you, but I mean, I can say like microdosing, maybe like, with like uh with edibles and stuff <laughs> is cool. But I mean, I could never, I could never, like, I just know myself, man. I'd be like, I'll be jacked up. I'll be doing the fucking auctioneer voice everywhere I go. Like, hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm not high. What are you talking about? My eyes aren't dilated. Why are you looking at me? Ah! You know, it's just like, I'd fucking lose my mind. I'm just like, I could not just go out in public and just, like, function on a micro-dose. And, uh, Does it, everybody
1: sound like a parrot to you? What do you mean? since seems like everybody sound like a parrot to you. It's like everybody that you do an impression of is like a parrot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like a like Explain, like the Parrot Cage oh, Warehouse? Parrot Cage <laughs> Warehouse? <laughs> are we going back to the Parrot Cage Warehouse? They were a great sponsor of this ad.
1: Well, I mean, I think they're slowly coming out of the pandemic on the up, you know. I've heard, recently heard stonks are going up at the Parrot Cage Warehouse, so I'm happy for them, but They haven't uh, sent us a check in a long time. It's understandable.
0: At the Parrot Cage Warehouse, not only will you find parrots and cages, but you might find my impersonation of everyone that I do at the Parrot Cage Warehouse, located on 5th and 9th at the Corner Store. Parrot Cage Warehouse. I think they changed locations recently at Panama.
1: Yeah, I I think they moved on to a new location. It's next to this uh this weird uh security center or something. I don't know. It just looks kind of shady. I, I drove past it the other day. Um I looked at the sign. It, it was something I've never heard of, but man, it's it's a genius idea. It was just some dude, just some ripped dude out there in a big uh, billboard sign and it said, "Kick my ass to impress your girlfriend." Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. That's I, I, a campaign. I, right. <laughs> exactly like oh okay was that so now... shane,
0: was shane holding the sign was that shane holding that sign
1: i think they photoshopped his face into it or something but yeah i mean i wouldn't mess with the shane so i went in there i inquired about it i mean it was by the parrot cage warehouse it just so happened to be in the area not for parrots or cages but for something else and it I, i've read the flyer it says are you tired of your girlfriend thinking you're a fucking pussy Oh, <laughs> I mean, it says oh, for a small fee, you can prove her wrong. Show her how much of a badass you truly are. <laughs> Just set up a time and location, and I'll come harass you, I'll mess with you or your significant other, and then you come rock my shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You go and beat the guy up, and then he fucks your girlfriend as a reward. I was like, hey, who's the cuck now, buddy? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a great ad for uh, Paracage Warehouse, you know, located on 5th and Nine, where you can get your girlfriend 69 on the dollar of a dime. Don't worry about it, we'll be right there and you'll be just fine. Zippity-doo-dah, Pearcage Warehouse. Just when you thought there were enough sponsors, here's another on the Scott Stevens Show. Show.
1: Flippin' Scott Mittens, Show. that's right, the Flippin' Mittens, it's a mitten getting cold, you know, chilly out there. Yeah, How about a mitten that you can wear that only the middle finger sticks out? So no matter what, you're flipping everybody off regardless of who sees you. Old granny down the street, walking a little Pomerania? Just put on the flippin' mittens. She'll never talk to you again. That's right. You heard it first. Scott Stevens Show and the flippin' mittens. Flippin'
0: mittens. There's nothing more... In masculine as a man than to squinch your lips up like into like a, like a like a like you're like making that like kissy face emoji thing and then putting on some of this bubble gum you know and was like "Ooh, my lips you tried me smucker up my lips you know so, so,
1: so you're saying the manly way to do it is to use your fingers like put your finger in the on the lip balm and then Smear it onto your face like you're putting on camo, like your Zach Wilson milf hunter.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think what Zach Wilson does is that he just like reaches down and grabs him right by the genitalia and then takes that and then if it's period blood, he just ripes it over his face and ready for the game. Just goes in. It's like this is my this is my chapstick, this is my gun, this is my milf. If I'm
1: that voice uh, reminds me of uh, you know every time we do an episode we got to shout out uh, a fallen comrade uh, Kevin Conroy the Batman uh, cartoon when we were kids uh, passed away a couple days ago man too young too soon now that that voice right there just reminds me of that you know I'm Batman that's I'm Batman he is the Batman
0: yeah, rest in I peace
1: did. to that man. Yeah.
0: I did not know the GOAT, R.I.P. the GOAT, passed away, and he was the guy I never even heard of, but he was the guy of my childhood, Batman, and it's like, I'm Batman. Yeah, yeah. And like, live
1: action, you know, there's been some idiots, you know, the Michael Keaton, George Clooney, uh, you know, <laughs> George Clooney, that- talk Al-Chamer. about idiots,
0: oh god. Talking about idiots, George Clooney with dude. You know that's so fucked up because you mentioned that, and I don't mean to cut you off, but with that 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 Batman movie with Mister Freeze and fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, for some reason the colors, the fucking whatever it was. As a little kid, that was my favorite one. And now that I look back at all the uh, Batman movies, because like Batman's my favorite superhero movie, like for real. Like I don't like any superhero shit. Like Iron Man, yeah, it's all right, but I don't like Spider Man. I don't watch the Marvel shit. Like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but like when it comes to when it comes to Batman, huge fan of Batman. And the only thing that like redeemed itself because as a little kid I was like, "Ooh, I missed a freeze." I was like, was because of uh, uh, Heath Ledger and his role in the The, the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight series fucking redeemed itself. I was like, yeah, this is exactly why I like Batman. Like, this is fucking cool. You know, and like now, like, you know, Superman versus Batman. Oh, fuck that movie. Like, Ben Affleck. Like, what the hell? It's like, this guy's on fucking Batman. He's like, cuck, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Go back to fucking Jennifer Lopez. I'm like, cuck fuck man. off. Yeah, <laughs> cuck man. Cuck man. Ready for action while he's watching his wife get fucked from behind. That's Shane's? Su- what? <laughs>
1: shane yeah. the man
0: <laughs> shane the cockman, ready for action don't worry he won't come by anytime soon he will wait till noon he goes out in his lamborghini or maybe his batmobile he goes out and he waits for crime to come around just like a cock in real life he doesn't go to the action. He waits for the action to come to him. And then when the action happens, he does not know if it's going to happen for him. But he waits for his wife to get fucked and the bat signal goes up. It's the pussy-anometer. Don't worry. It's the Batmobile signal. And then Ben Affleck will show. Don't worry. Be happy, Ben Affleck, you stupid <laughs> cock. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're screaming into the mic. Oh, I love that, man. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Cock Man. (laughs)
0: Cock Man! Coming soon! Nowhere! (laughs) That's hilarious, man. There's a lot of comedians that influence me and inspirations and things that I find very um, helpful and very encouraging. Into seeing how they started their career and where they ended up. Now, some comedians leave us too soon. Some keep some comedians leave us before we even know who they are, and then some comedians just blow up and change completely. Now, some of the people that I take as you know big influences for me personally um, would have I have to throw Norm up there, the greatest guy alive. Did not think he would be. Well, not alive anymore, so go figure. But uh, one of the guys that I really appreciate is comedy. Uh, very deadpan humor. Um, his, his whole goof was being a troll before people were trolls. He'd go on talk shows, talk to people, or talk to Conan, and make up this story as he's going. And I like to say that the Scott Stevens show is sort of like that because a lot of our skits, a lot of our bits, are things that happen on the fly. So, when you hear something that me or Panaman or, you know, anyone on the show does. Shane. It's not. Shane. (laughs) Yeah, shit. Believe me, I'll have to write stuff for him. But, I'm just saying. It's all organic. It's all stuff that we either have an idea.
1: (laughs) Just contradict yourself. I'll write stuff for him, but it's all organic. (laughs) That's (laughs) funny. it's
0: Shane. It's Shane. It's, you know. I have to be organic when it's me and DJ Panaman, but because we're funny, like we can think of things. We, we, we're creative. We're not funny. Funny is an opinion. But what I'm saying is that Norm would come to the Conan uh, O'Brien show or the Conan show or whatever the fuck you want to call the show. And he would sit at the, the table and be like, yeah, well, uh, did I ever tell you about my great grandfather? No, what, what about your great-grandfather? Well, he served in the war, and uh, he would just go on this tangent and see how long he could go, break through those commercial boundaries of the late-night talk show like circuit, you know, like Conan have to wave off, you can see it. And it's, uh, it's groundbreaking, and it's very entertaining in a sense that if you didn't look at it before or you haven't noticed it, maybe you'll notice it now if you look at those old clips. But his comedy... Wasn't really comedy. It was more of just fucking with the person. And that's I agree. What I and uh, that's what I like. Yeah. Andre
1: the Giant, Celebrity Jeopardy. You know, the, he, he goes, He's seen that Trebek didn't like the answer. Andre the Giant. He just kept bringing it up. <laughs> he even now, changed his is, name to Third Ferguson.
0: Yeah. What is uh, Andre the Giant? No. yeah yeah it's just like his comedy was to fuck with people and i'm not saying that i want to just deliberately fuck with you but through your ears i want you to hear that i'm going to be fucking with whoever i'm talking to it could be panaman it could be shane it could be anyone it could be a new show that we might release on fridays that i will not release the name yet because it is so great that i don't want anyone else to steal it but that's a comedic person that I feel is an inspiration for me. And also, a lot of old uh, radio shows like O&A, you have fucking, you know, Back in the Day, Howard. And all those things that I've talked about in episode two. But...
1: They're already controlling our servers. They're doing it right now. But here on the Scott Stevens Show, not only are we a doomsday prepping show, not only are we a comedy show or talking about sports but we also refer to a lot of useless things out there because it's the niche show without a niche.
0: Yes. And one of the useless tools we have is the old handbag. The old handbag. You know, just when you thought it was safe and you're going outside and during the nuclear holocaust and you're like, hey, let's go toss around the old sickle." You know, me, you, and a couple friends. When you realize your friends have turned to mannequins and everyone around you is... Disintegrated in front of your face. It's fine. Don't worry. It's the handbag. 1,000. You'll be playing ham hock, ham sketch, whatever you do with the hacky sack. You'll be doing it no matter what you do, but you won't have anyone around. You'll be sitting in the parking lot waiting for your friends to come home from school when noticing when noticing that the school bus has deteriorated in front of your house. It's fine. Aww. Don't worry about it. Anytime you go into a new scenario where you think like, hey. Life's gonna change. There's gonna be a traumatic event that happens. Because guess what? You got that Ham hock 1000. You're the only one that has that thing. And anytime that you have that in your pocket, you're just like having a little piece of gold inside your pocket. But also it's gonna be the rest of your life a piece of shit. And so let's say you're having a good time at work. Let's say you're finally figuring out how to meet someone in life other than yourself. You have that Ham Hawk 1000 right in front of your hand. You're gonna be like, oh man. Thank you so much. But what's going to happen is that you're going to watch that ham hock disintegrate and then that person die directly from a gunshot. Welcome to the ham hock house. Welcome to the ham hock 10,000. 10, We're going to help here and we don't know what to do for it.
1: The ham hock 10,000. I like that 10,000, uh, will get you to your goals and beyond. And we all have goals. And with the new software update of the Ham Hawk 10,000, will also be included uh, with a free ass kicking. That's right, from your local old lady down the street. That same one with the Pomeranian that uh, seen me with the flippin' mitten from earlier in the show.
0: <laughs> What's the flippin' mitten?
1: Oh, you missed it. Yeah, the flippin' mitten. The Flippin' mitten is, uh, well, refer to the uh, ad from before. We're not going to play it again. But it's just a uh, mitten that uh, all that, the only thing that shows up is your middle finger while you're wearing it. So you're just, you constantly flip everyone off. It's hilarious. Uh, cop it now at the Scott Stevens Show Shop dot com uh, forward slash uh, exclusive products and you'll see the flipping mitten on there. Call now and uh, we'll throw in a extra. Uh, body wash uh, Scott Stephen body wash smells like ham hocks that's right you heard it first it's it's exclusive it's brand new you never heard it before so you're just sitting here wondering uh, well what's the whole point of the show well I, I think you've learned some new things I think you found out that it's uh easy to make mistakes but you can always uh, laugh about it later and that's what everyone needs now we're going to be with you we're, the whole way. We appreciate all the listeners. Uh, Scott, he is a real narcissist. Sometimes he pretends you're not there, but he does love you. You know, I'm like a Harry Potter underneath the stairs right now, just fighting for scraps while Scott is getting the golden tomahawk steak every night.
0: As you can see, uh, ladies and gentlemen, when you listen to The Scott Stevens Show, a lot of our music, a lot of the things that we add in there I wouldn't be The Scott Stevens Show without DJ Panaman. And the cool thing about him is that he knows stuff that I don't know. Like, he knows stuff about music, things on how to break it down, make it sound a little bit better. And uh, each episode, we're going to take maybe this small end of the show and uh, give a little bit more insight about who we are as a person. So what are some of your inspirations that kind of like bring you into uh, music or make you uh, creative as who you are?
1: Uh, creativity i mean it doesn't come from thin air you know you have to manifest it you have to hold on to it like a little baby and cradle it and love it so that's the best part about a podcast you're always sharpening up your skills scott behind the scenes he's falling asleep to podcasts so he pretty much wants to live and breathe it so i'm here to support him in the music world uh uh, people, producers like the Neptunes, you know Pharrell, and that type of space, futuristic sound really got to me. And what I'm starting to see is, you know, trends always go back. You know, '90s uh, music is suddenly cool again. Oh, what a surprise! Because a couple of years ago, '80s music was cool. So yeah. it's it's just everything always repeats itself. So you always have to follow the trends, you know, ride the wave and follow the trends. I'm all about that. Scott Stephen, uh, he's a fan of a lot of things. Um, even, uh, taquitos from the local gas station.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Speak of new love interests. It's all those taquitos that I've been throwing down that toilet that I've been producing. Yeah. Not only do I produce podcasts, but I produce those taquitos right out of my butthole. They're amazing. But I will tell you that this is the Scott Stevens show. We are bringing you into a little of the inside track. Uh, breaking the fourth wall at the end of this episode um, because it is the only niche show with no niche. So we can do anything that Panaman and myself and uh, anyone that it happens to be on the show wants to talk about. So we invite you to listen in to our new episode three and welcome and goodbye to the Scott Steven show. Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Patreon. At the Scott Stevens Show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Scotty That's S K O T E L E G A C Y. This has been another rendition of The Scott Stevens Show.
1: You, 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 you.